to Unbroken Podcast. I'm Alexandra Amor, author, coach, and a lifelong explorer of what it means to be human. This is the podcast where my guests and I explore the inside-out nature of life and the psychological paradigm called the Three Principles. We explore the positive effect this can have on every aspect of our lives, including resolving things like unwanted habits, anxiety, trauma, depression, and more. You'll find episode show notes, transcriptions, your complimentary Freedom from Overeating Starter Kit, and lots more at unbrokenpodcast.com. And now, here's the show. Marlene Cameron, welcome to Unbroken. Thanks, Alexandra. Good to see you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got interested in the three principles? Well, I'll give you a short version of a, a long history of, of career transition. So I actually started off as a commercial interior designer. And I was, I think it was 30 years old when I decided that I wanted to work for myself and started a a small consulting practice. I did commercial interior design, so mostly office interiors and some institutional work. And um, and then I moved to um, the United States and thought I'd go back to school. And thought initially I would I would do a master's in architecture, but ended up doing an MBA. And then kind of found the whole world of finance. So then I became a chartered financial analyst and and uh, thought I'd work in that world, but I. I realized that they wanted me to work as hard for their businesses as I had worked in my own business. And I didn't want to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had an opportunity to take a, a coaching um, um, program and uh, so worked initially with um, entrepreneurs and executives and then kind of wave, you know, kind of segued over to a um, an energy psychology, the field of energy psychology. And so I taught a technique for many years to um, coaches, counselors, mental health professionals, psychologists, um, as a way for them to help their clients sort of regulate their emotional state. And so I did that for many, many years. Um, but what I started noticing with observing my students working with their clients was that um, people were imagining things like worst case scenarios or you know, what if this happens? What if that happens? And and becoming very emotionally distraught about it. And I, and so my question I kept asking my colleagues um, in my supervision classes was that how do you help the client differentiate between something that's factual and something that we call fictional? Like you've you kind of made it up or dreamt it up. And I kept asking that question over and over again until a colleague of mine, actually in Vancouver, said you might be interested in um, understanding called the three principles because it, it speaks to this, um, um, you know, the idea of the role of thought in our experience. And, and um, so I started watching YouTube videos like every day. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, I think when people come to this understanding, it's like, even though you don't know what it is, something draws you in. Like it's, it's like that, and maybe that's that that deeper part of us that you know that we speak to in in this understanding that said, oh oh here it is oh this is what it is and so that's how I got drawn into it. Oh, interesting. And then and so that it 
it it must have looked to you like it provided an answer to that question that you had about fact versus fiction. Yeah, because, you know, especially um, with this technique, we did a lot about going back to the past and, and trying to resolve somebody's emotional memory. And, and I remember working with a young client one time, and she said to me, she said, this is really painful. And I'm thinking like, she's right. It is painful. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I was of, of the understanding then, well, that's cathartic or, you know, like you've got to go through that to get through to the other side. And, and uh, maybe without knowing it, I, I wondered if that was true because I had my own experience of, of feeling um, very anxious um, I felt like an imposter in spite of all of my academic and business achievement. I, I still felt inadequate. I still felt very insecure. And I thought I've been working with this technique for 15 years and that really hasn't shifted for me. Mm. So I suspect there is something in that curiosity for me. It's like without really knowing, right? You, we don't know these things. We're just drawn to it or yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that brings us around to one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, which is self-doubt in entrepreneurs and business owners. And so it sounds like you were drawn to that area um, because of your own experience. Would you say that's true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the, one of the um, um, I, I'll call it a symptom or a sign of um, uh, what we, what we, understand to be imposter syndrome, which is, you know, label for, you know, somebody's experience is that in spite of all of um, somebody's obvious talent, achievement, success, they're unable to kind of internalize it. There's always like a, they kind of externalize the, the reason why they're successful. Like they were lucky or it was a fluke, or they just worked way harder than the other people or, even that, you know, you were just kind of nice and likable and that, you know, somebody chose you because of that. So if, if, if we don't have that grounding in our, in that understanding of our own capabilities, our own talents, our own value, then it's, we're, we're kind of at the mercy of whatever thought is going through our minds in the moment um, and not understanding where that's coming from because I remember my experience, I, I, I was, I found it very confusing, Alexander, because at one hand, I knew I was accomplished. I've got all kinds of degrees and diplomas and, 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 you know, grateful clients. It's like, what, what is the matter that some days I, I recognize that and other days I don't like, what is that all about? And that was the thing I could, I, you know, no amount of, of um, counseling or coaching or, you know, more techniques really, really helped me to understand what was really going on. Mm-hmm. So the self-doubt is, it's very, um, um, you know, for me, I could come up with a great idea. And then the next day, it's like, oh, I don't know, maybe that's not so good. Or, you know, maybe I don't, you know, don't have what it takes to, 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 um, um, you know, bring that about or thinking that, um, because I didn't recognize my own you know, deeper intelligence, I was constantly going to other people taking courses, taking more workshops, taking super extensive programs for from people who I thought had the answer, you know, I would learn their system, their process, and then magically, I could replicate that and have my own successful business. And 
I mean, you think after how many courses I took, like I would have figured that out, that it didn't really work. And on top of that, I felt like a failure. It's like, what's the matter with me? Like they've got this, this process or this, you know, the, um, the system and it works brilliantly for them. Like I'm, you know, I'm worse off <laughs> to tell you the truth. Yeah. 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 And when, you know, in a situation like that, I can see that it becomes this, I mean, what I'm relating it to is um, diet and, you know, trying to resolve an overeating habit because the same thing happens. We, we chase the answer and we apply the technique and, and when it doesn't work, we think, oh, I'm the failure. I'm the problem here. Yeah. So what do you see as the difference now when you're dealing with, if you have feelings of self-doubt? Well, you know, I, I start to be able to see myself in action. (laughs) (laughs) Where, where, where I, so my entry level was, was starting to recognize that, that I was experiencing my thinking in the moment, even if I didn't know what those thoughts were. And so I started experimenting by, you know, my, I might wake up in the morning and feel kind of anxious. It's like, oh, another day, got to try to figure out this, how to do this. And I thought, like, what if I did nothing? What if I trusted that we indeed do have this this innate well-being, this innate mental health? Um, and and I was surprised how quickly I kind of came around. You know, I I thought, oh, okay, ooh, that was that was good because normally I would have had to do my technique, right? Mm. Um, um, and keep doing it until I you know I saw some sort of shift in how I felt in the moment, and and then it. it when I started to see that I was experiencing my thinking, then I started more and more and more when I started to feel anxious or overwhelmed or um, less than because I was comparing myself with a colleague or somebody else um, who I saw successful in business. I I could see more and more that that was just insecure thinking coming in in the moment and and not get too caught up in it or too embroiled in it. so I think it's I think it's the power to recognize um, first first appreciating where that feeling is coming from um, me <laughs> <laughs> recognizing like oh I've just fallen into an old pattern of of um, um, you know insecure thinking doubting myself dismissing my accomplishments um, and and kind of putting other people on a pedestal you know like you know that comparison thing that's People people say you, when you compare, you despair, and I certainly found that to be the case. So I think it was just really more self-awareness so that I could see where I was innocently, um, often unknowingly kind of taking myself back to that old habit of, of old patterns of thinking, old ways of seeing myself, and, and, and understanding that that was thoughts in the moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I like hearing that. And so... I had a recent experience that I wanted to ask you about. I sort of recognize that sometimes when I have judgmental thinking or critical thinking about somebody else, I had an insight the other day that it might be that I'm feeling vulnerable. And that judgmental or critical thinking is, is the, is letting me know what's happening, that I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable in whatever the situation is. Um, it's giving me feedback about my state of mind, you know, Mm -hmm. those judgments or criticisms, because they feel they feel yucky, you know, inside me when I'm thinking them. Um, 
So I'm wondering about self-doubt and and the sort of information that it carries. Can you address that a little bit? You know what I came to see about um, this whole self-doubt thing? It's almost like we're not we're not con- we're not more closely connected to a deeper part of ourselves that that has that natural confidence that has that natural knowing. It's like it's like we've kind of been led astray or, or led down the path away from that, and we know that the you know the ego mind is you know um, some people some people believe I really don't understand ego, but some people believe that it tends to be. Um, you know, kind of more fearful, more wanting to protect its its own personal identity, um, uh, vulnerable to feeling threatened and that type of stuff. So I think that that's what comes up when, when um, you know, I know for me, when I started to compare myself to others, it's like, you know, the not good enough or not. I, I, I used to go through this whole scenario, not good enough, don't know enough, not doing the right things at the right time and don't have the right connections. Like that was I could kind of see that pattern kind of floating up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and every once in a while it would, you know, I, I would start to believe it. Um, and, and so it's, it's like that um, kind of that deck, that disconnection from that, that, you know, that, that deeper, wiser part of ourselves that knows that that's just, I call it fabrication. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, those you talked about those four or five things that you noticed a pattern in yourself and that obviously creates a feeling inside you that you you're able to pick up and and notice oh okay I'm in this old pattern yeah I start to feel very anxious very discouraged I would say even fearful Mm -hmm. it's like oh my god like am I ever going to figure out life out like how am I going to navigate life from this perspective Mm -hmm. um yeah. And so now do, do do those feelings come up and and in you still and what do you, if so what do you do with them then? <laughs> One just came up the other day I, I saw a colleague of mine had posted something about how successful her business was on LinkedIn or something and I and I had that little uh, you know response and I'm thinking like okay Marlene like you know what's going on here right just you know give it some space you know kind of like um, check in with yourself and then I just I just sort of came to peace about it like you know we're we're completely different we're on different paths we you know it's just we're both doing our thing you know? <laughs> and <laughs> and to say there's no better or worse there's no um, more or less successful it's it's like it's like because I think in our culture um, we're kind of conditioned into this comparison thing because how many um times that you know are, uh, we hear about or people posting about they're the best of something they're the, they got the highest award or you know and I think that even started in school like you know the grades and the comparison and and for me I was I was um encouraged to be a high achiever and I and so I thought that that's kind of who I was and that the value I brought to the world like I could be a high achiever and um so so it was my actions and my accomplishments had more value than who I was as a human being. Yeah. 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 And in this day and age too, with social media, I mean, this is an entirely new ball game. And of course we all, all do it. We post about the good stuff that's happening, you know, and it, 
must be so easy for business owners to fall into comparisonitis and and feeling like they're not measuring up. Yeah, I um one of my clients right now is a very successful designer. She's um uh you know, she has all the business she wants, she has happy clients, you know, thriving, and yet she can still fall into the you know, am I doing it right? Am I doing enough? Is, you know, what do people really think of me? It's like, mm. it's, it really is crazy making. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, and you know, the thing I, I realized um, that really landed with me when I was speaking with her, she said, you know, the, the thing that gets squashed the first is my creativity. That's, mm. that's the thing that gets like, you know, tampered down when I, when I really get into this overthinking about, you know, how am I doing, essentially? Mm. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. So in a business like hers, she needs her creativity, of course. Yeah. Wow. Well, even if even if it's not a creative um, service, like design or something like that, every entrepreneur has to be creative because you're all, you're it, you're the business. You're always going to be faced with, with situations you didn't anticipate or even opportunities you think like, whoop, you know, can I really, you know, take, take on this project? And, um, and so if we, if we, you know, if that, that capacity within us gets, you know, overridden or masked, like we can really struggle. Like, I know that there's so many statistics now about, you know, why small businesses fail um, Mm -hmm. because of, and they're always sort of in the material world. So, you know, you know, lack of cash flow, lack of funding, um, lack of recognizing recognizing their their competitive advantage, you know, like all the lack, lack, lack. But when I really see it, it's a state of mind. Wow, that's, that's the culprit. Yes, yeah, and so that's what you help entrepreneurs with. I'm assuming is yes. yeah, yes. And when we see our natural resilience as entrepreneurs and our resourcefulness that's innate and we don't have to make it up or fake it till we make it. (laughs) Yeah. It's can be so helpful to see that. Yeah. Because in a low state of mind or a low mood, like, you know, we know that people see the world differently and respond differently. And so if you're, you know, if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed or, or, you know, for whatever reason, um, not being able to kind of fully operate in the present moment like you 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 misread situations you make decisions that are not beneficial um you avoid things that feel uncomfortable you just can't face them right right now and i think it's you know it's the result of of that um um um, i'll just go back to the result of that you know, the implications of a, of a, a lower state or lower understanding that really is the saboteur. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's such a good point you make, you know, self-employed people, entrepreneurs, they're everything, you know, they're the accountant in their own business and the creative person and the customer service, you know, and just all of it. And, and when we don't understand that it's our state of mind that affects all those things and that you know a low mood is temporary it's not a comment on our ability to do our job yeah yeah powerful stuff 
And, and it's it's um, a paradox too, because in our culture, we really value kind of the over busy stress. I mean, it, it's, it, it, you know, we've, we've kind of labeled it like, oh, you must be busy, you know, um, profitable, important, um, you know, you got a going concern here and not seeing how that state of high stress or overcommitment or overwhelm is, is the culprit. You know, it's really, it's really debilitating um, people's ability to, to be effective, to be productive and bring a lighthearted state of mind that helps them to be, you know, more creative, more, as you say, more resilient, more resourceful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I had a day we're recording this on a Wednesday and I, on Monday this week, um, I just kind of hit a bit of a wall and needed a nap and a rest and just to read my book for the afternoon. And I noticed how busy my mind got about resisting that, you know, no, no, it's Monday, you need to be productive, you need to keep going and do all this stuff. But my experience has been that listening to that wisdom that's saying, you know, slow down for a minute, just take a breath and have some, have a rest is the thing that keeps me going in a way, you know, if I don't rest, I, I burn out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So that wisdom is always there for, for all of us, but specifically for entrepreneurs. Um, and I love I'm I love this quote that I pulled off of your website on a blog post that it is our inability to love and accept ourselves that we that creates us or gives us the opportunity to find fault with others. So can you talk about that a little bit and how that affects entrepreneurs? I think it's um it goes back to that level of understanding about who we are as a you know, our, our nature, you know, our, our spiritual, psychological nature, if you will, or how our mind operates. Um, <clears throat> so if we can't see um, ourselves in a good light, um, you know, if, if we struggle to see our, our, our own um, talents, gifts, um, um, generosity, kindness, it's, it's almost like the, you know, that, that inability to see that in ourselves is sort of mirrored back in the world. So we start to see issues with other individuals and judge other individuals, but it's, it's just like that, <clears throat> how we perceive of ourselves as being mirrored back through how we see others um, and thinking it's about them and not understanding it's, it's, it's really our own perception, just kind of circling back and, and um, becoming our, our own experience of ourselves and on others. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I heard business owners say, oh, I just, I can't find any good people or people don't want to work or they just make up all kinds of stuff <laughs> about, <laughs> about their fellow human beings. And that really can hurt people's businesses because if they don't create an environment for people, you know, to be acknowledged and, and appreciated for who they are as a human being, you're not going to, you know, provide an opportunity for those people to really show up at at their best. Mm. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And do you notice or have you ever noticed that shift if if someone's able to come to a more loving place with themselves? Have you observed a shift in what they see outside themselves? 
Yeah, I um, uh, well, first of all, I think what they they come to appreciate that everybody's sort of living in their own personal reality, right? And so they're going to have their opinions and their beliefs and their their ideas about things, but they also bring their own wisdom, their own insight, their own creativity, and and so it's being able to kind of see both sides of the equation like we have you know we have this innate capacity for all this brilliance and we're human beings you know who have you know we deal with our stuff right so I I think there's just more um, compassion I think people feel more connected Um, I really emphasize listening with my clients and students because if, if you're over here in your own mind judging comparing you know you know whatever you do you're not really hearing that person deeply. And, and, and because of that, they don't feel seen, they don't feel heard, they don't feel appreciated. And, and if I think as a human being, we, we like to feel that we're, that we're valued, that we're appreciated, um, even loved. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Even, well, or maybe especially in the workplace. Well, not especially, I guess everywhere, but yeah, when we're doing a job, we want, we all want to feel appreciated. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I guess one of the things I also wanted to ask you about was you, you mentioned this phrase, calm self-assurance mm-hmm. a little bit on your website. So tell us about that, where, where that phrase came from and, and what it means to you. Well, I, 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 um, it was really my experience of, um, of, you know, having these imposter feelings and because I could project that I was confident, self-assured, knowledgeable, you know, trustworthy, like I could project all of that, but that's not how I felt on the inside. So there was that lack of congruence that, you know, lack of, of, um, you know, that connection with that, with, with that, I call it that deeper, wiser part of myself. So when I talk about that, that calm, um, self-assurance, that's, that's coming from inside of you. I mean, you're not more confident because you got the right makeup or the right clothes, or you've, you know, you've punched the air before you've gone into the meeting or (laughs) like that. It's, it's like, it's just, it almost comes more from your beingness rather than you did something to feel confident, right? It's, It's more innate. It's more, um, integral to, um, you know, just how you, how you show up in the world, I guess is, is the way to say it. It's like, it's not put on, it's not faked, it's not contrived. It's just, yeah, you, and, and, and it, you know, I think that's what people are looking for and think they have to work for it. Right. (laughs) Something they have to do. Um, Mm -hmm. and I probably took a few of those courses myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we all have, I think. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think it's interesting that you you don't just say self-assurance you say calm Mm self-assurance so that word must have meaning for you as well a big part of the equation yeah I think the calm comes from that um um it comes from the uh just kind of that groundedness or that presence, um, that deeper understanding, uh, it, it's, it comes from a knowingness. Mm. Yeah. 
and I think you know we talk about our our, our true nature is is joy and contentment and be calm and and happy and you know so it's it's it comes from that that place of us that's just already already there it's already present mm-hmm. and when you described earlier about how we um we can try to make it about the way we look you know our clothes and our makeup and our hair and and yeah punching the air before we go into a meeting or whatever it is and to me that's that you know there's an there's an acting element to that you know a presentational element and then also i noticed too that person who feels that you know or when we feel like we're made up of all these different pieces that we've put together is really scrambling you know i'm picturing the little duck with their feet just going like crazy under the water whereas when we really connect with a sense of calm it doesn't have that frantic kind of presentational quality would you agree absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah that's a great way to put it actually because there's there's so much um you know there's so much doing this in in being calm Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know we've been we've been led to believe there's a lot of doing this in being calm right yeah 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 that's so true um so tell us a little bit about the types of clients that you work with and the sorts of things that you help them with. I really like working with entrepreneurs. Um, I would say I have more uh, women um, clients than men, but but I often have men referred to me by women who said, you know, like you, you know, you need to go and you know, talk to somebody. Um, but the thing I love about working with entrepreneurs is like everything's at stake, you know, mm. that they're their their career their reputation their um their financial well-being their it's it's like it's like you know it's not that they're it's like the business is a reflection of them and so when the business is struggling of course that's an indication that the you know the the business owner and leader is struggling and so i find that um they're they're kind of keen to know you know they're they they can be even a little bit more interested, more invested, um, or, or more, um, yeah, more, um, like I I gotta I gotta figure this out, you know, because <laughs> everything's on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And are your clients mostly in the interior design world, or? Um, no, not necessarily. I um, that was my first career, and um. And so I kind of circled back to that field to see, you know, who would be interested. And there's a few, I'm, I'm talking to a few designers now, and, but, but just people I'm meeting that um, um, kind of in the, you know, in the world of small business and entrepreneurship. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, I've, I've always understood that I'm not coaching the business. It's the business owner. And with, however, the business owner evolves, the business will naturally evolve. So so I, I'm not there to help them run their business. And I know there's lots of business coaches out there who are, have real expertise in helping people with systems and processes. And, you know, that's, yeah, I could, that's, I have education in that, but that's, that's not where the, the, uh, the really interesting stuff lies. It's like, what's in the mind of the business owner or the leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I loved what you said about when, when they're, understanding shifts the business reflects that 
That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we're just about coming to the end of our time together, is there anything we haven't touched on that you'd like to share today? You know, one of the, um, um, the premises of this understanding is that um, over time, um, we just seem to have a better experience of life. And that's been my experience. Like I'm finding that I'm just a little bit more um, settled, um, don't get quite so caught up in things. I seem to have, you know, give people more space, um, have more compassion for people who are struggling for whatever reason. It is, it just, it just gives you a nicer experience of life. And, and let's, let's the, um, you know, kind of the joy and the beauty of life show up more often rather than the, you know, the, the concern or stress or whatever. So that would, that's what I would say about this understanding it. And of course that's going to impact every aspect of your life, you know, your work, your relationships, your, um, you know, friendships and yeah, it just shows up all over. Yeah. I think it's really an interesting doorway that you've got in for people, you know, you're talking to them about their business but but really, yeah, that is the gateway. And then it's going to affect every area of their life. Absolutely. That's yeah. really cool. It's like the, um, yeah, a gateway drug or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Marlene, where can we find out more about you and your work? Um, my website is marlenecameron.com. So that's um, a great place to start. And uh if, if anybody wants to contact me directly, it's Marlene at MarleneCameron.com. So yeah, yeah, I'd be delighted to have this conversation with anybody who's interested in, in exploring, you know, how, how this understanding could have a positive impact on their, you know, their business, their, and their lives in general. Mm-hmm. Oh, lovely. Okay. Well, I will put as ever, I'll put a link in the show notes at unbrokenpodcast.com. Uh, to your website so people can find you there. Well, this has been lovely, Marlene. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found the show helpful and uplifting. You'll find all the backlist episodes and show notes at unbrokenpodcast.com. To learn more about how to resolve an overeating habit in a way that's unlike anything else you've tried, get your complimentary copy of my Freedom from Overeating Starter Kit at alexandraamore.com forward slash starter kit. See you next time.